Wakanda forever. Good morning, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes. This is your FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. As always, your hosts, I, myself, am Chris, Billy DeTori, Dan Carmen, and Tanya Metris. And we're going to be having a special guest on board today. As a matter of fact, we have two. Billy's not able to join us today, but in his place, we have I'm the Dan. irrepressible Anne. Anne Liebig is on board. Hello, Anne. Hello. And... We have our special guest today. We haven't done an interview in a, a long time, so I'm really kind of stoked for this. We have Sam Maggs, the author of, let me get this in front of me, because this is just really, I mean, I, as I was saying before we started recording, the list of things is very <laughs> impressive. Uh, she's a best-selling author of books, comics, and video games. She has been a senior games writer, including work on Marvel's Spider-Man, the author of many young adult and middle grade books like The Unstoppable Wasp, Conquest, Tell No Tales, and The Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, which our gang did a book club of last week. Uh, she's a comic writer for beloved titles like Marvel Action, Captain Marvel, My Little Pony, and Transformers. Uh, she's also an on-air host for networks like Nerdist. Uh, you are a Canadian in Los Angeles, and you miss coffee crisps and bagged milk. thats I'm not sure if that's a tagline I would go with, but hey, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the question that I need to know is what is bagged milk other than the fact that it's milk that's probably in a bag? But yeah, it's, it's as simple why? as that um, because that's how they've packed it over the years. I, I, my family, I have a whole wing of my family up in Canada to Ottawa and Regina, uh, Saskatchewan are both the cities that they spend most of their time in. And we have the big plastic gallons. They have the big plastic bags and it, it works for them. <laughs> is it... Is it easier to store, Sam? <laughs> um, first of all, thank you for the introduction. And yeah, it's it's easier to store because they lie flat and it's less wasteful because it uses um, less plastic or mm -hmm. cartons. Um, and so we, they come in big gallon bags. But And you have to, um, every household has a plastic milk bag dispenser because mm -hmm. you have to put the little jelly bag into a into like something with a handle so that you can pour it. <laughs> oh, so right. kind of like the bags that um like restaurants would put in their like machines that Yeah. Like a like a long kind of tube. Basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just I just want to point out real quick that there was a long resume of very cool stuff and Tanya, you're perseverating about milk bags. I'm just shut up, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was just an interesting thing when I read that. I'm like, really? Bagged milk? That's what she misses? But okay. When 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 the Canadians finally uh, let us back into the country and I go visiting my cousins, I, I always make sure uh, I will I will bring some back so that you may see it. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a real thing. And it's very cool. And, and like Sam was saying, it's it's very efficient and uh, and easy to hey, recycle. To each their own. I'm not judging. Really, I'm no, not. No, no. I can get you milk in a bag. Morbid I mean, curiosity. Tanya, I can get you milk in a bag. I mean, it's going to be a bag attached to a cow, but it's still considered a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like I said, Sam, before we started recording, we're a little out of practice, so we're kind of bad at this right now. <laughs> we're not okay. bad at it. Uh, Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I appreciate your time. Um, and how, how, um, how have you been holding up during all of this craziness? 
oh, you know, it's I'm I'm grateful to have my health and and everything, mm-hmm. but it's difficult, as you said, we we can't cross the border, so I'm not able to get home and see my family, which is difficult. And uh, you know, I'm not that I would want to get on a plane anyway at this point, right? Um, yeah, so it's it's uh you try to make the best of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little difficult to be creative, I think, during this time, but you mm-hmm. just gotta uh, hang in there and and do your best. I think you know. You know that's that's a good thought. I mean, that's a good thing to bring up because I've often wondered that, and everybody kind of has a different answer. Um, I'm assuming at first the you know the quarantine and being kind of stuck at home that kind of gives you the impetus to kind of work out on work on projects and knock a few things out. But that was it easy for you at first, and then it kind of got old after a while, or has it always just been kind of consistently? Eh, I'm just because everything going on has kind of been like a little. Little slowdown, like an anchor. I found it difficult from the start. I was actually Mm -hmm. really frustrated by the sort of narrative that was going on online that was very much like, oh, there's never been a better time to get in shape or write your book or, you know, eat well or whatever. You have no excuses. And it's like, well, my excuse is the um, exceptional amount of stress. Uh, from the global pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> and worrying about my parents and uh, my husband not being able to see his family. And, Oof. you know, we bought a house a month ago and that was stressful during a pandemic. And, yeah, you know, imagine. just like things that should be um, simple are are much more difficult. And I think that if you manage to get up every day, mm-hmm. that's the success right now. And so no one should feel bad for not being um, productive enough or not quote unquote like taking advantage of uh, what you know like it's just being alive right now is pretty challenging so. yeah you know yeah. um my, my my grandfather always taught me a simple phrase which i actually was pleased to see become a meme somewhere along the line somebody else had shared that particular same phrase your success rate at surviving bad days remains at a solid 100 percent. so you keep on trucking that is exactly right that right exactly right i love that and he used to say that to me all the time, especially when I was kind of like down. But and and you know, he passed away about six, seven years ago. And and within about a year or so, I started seeing that popping up in other places. I was like, oh, that's a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's a good sign right there. Mm-hmm. So now, what are some of the things you're working on right now? I'd like to talk. Um, I want to get back to all the stuff you have worked on, but I'm just curious to what you, what you're putzing away at right now. Oh, sure. Uh, Well, I just had a couple books come out about a month ago, Mm -hmm. uh, The Unstoppable Wasp and Conquest. So I've been doing a lot of promotion for those, which is really fun. Um, And my next books, I have three books out in October. So I'm sort of ramping up to start talking about those, which will be fun. Oh, that's cool. Can you can you talk about those projects yet, or is this something? Yeah, no, they're they're on the shelf in October. There's um, you mentioned the Fangirls Guide to the Galaxy. We've actually done a second edition of that book now called the Fangirls Guide to the Universe. It's mm-hmm. fully updated for 2020. Cool. Uh, new art by Cat Good, which was very fun, and then a companion guided journal called the Fangirls journal for leveling up uh which is the book that you can fill in yourself about all of your own favorite fandoms and all of that um that comes out at the end of october both of those and i also adapted uh rainbow rolls best-selling ya novel fangirl which some of you may have read into a manga um Ooh. so if you want to read fangirl but as a comic uh, a manga the first volume comes out at the beginning of october so that was a lot of fun to work on that adaptation as well. I'd never, uh, I've written lots of comics and graphic novels, but I've never written for a manga, which is a slightly different, um, has some slightly different rules. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. 
What are what are some of the rules that uh, manga puts out there that that's a little more that's more challenging for you or, or different at least a different take? I feel like manga, especially shoujo manga, like a manga that focuses more on relationships, is largely uh, Western comics are very action focused, largely, mm-hmm. especially the ones that are popular now. Manga is very like uh, this manga in particular is very like person or character focused emotionally okay. focused so there's more emphasis on characters internal thoughts um kind of more like a novel in that way than maybe like a blockbuster action film and there's mm-hmm. also there's um you've got usually less or fewer words a, a lot more is conveyed through the art so you have a lot more sound effects a lot more expressions um and you try to get as much across as possible through, I mean, you do this in comics as well, but very mm-hmm. strongly in manga, it relies a lot on like sound effects and thought bubbles, stuff like that. So, gotcha. um, and you have a little more, a little less um, page space real estate. Um, I, if you guys ever seen a manga at a bookstore, they come typically kind of in a smaller format. Um, yeah, they right. tend to be thick, but the pages are right. Um, smaller and just like geographic size basically less real estate i think is the the term yeah maybe like a western comic would have it could have like seven or plus panels on a page whereas a manga we try to keep it um less than that so Mm -hmm. uh, and this is these are not hard and fast rules of course is for the one that i was writing but um yeah it was it was uh it's always interesting to learn i like to work in lots of different mediums Mm mm-hmm well, it, it looks it. I mean, I'm seeing books, comic books, manga. I'm seeing, uh, you know, video games because you were working with Bioware or still working for Bioware. Yeah, I worked with them for two years on a game called Anthem, mm-hmm. uh, which was very fun to work on. And then I worked at Insomniac Games for about a year and a half on Spider-Man and the new Ratchet and Clank game that is not out yet, mm-hmm. um, but has been announced. And now I'm freelancing. So I'm working for five or six different places on games now at, at the same time which is uh really great uh to be able to sort of um bounce around between projects i like that because it helps keep the creative juices flowing because you know you, yeah, you get to I step totally back from agree. one project absolutely and and that's the nice thing about working in different <laughs> mediums as well is that even though it's all writing it feels different because writing for a video game is very, very different than writing for a comic book is very, very different than writing for a nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it keeps it, keeps it fresh. That's good. That's good. Now, how long have you been quote unquote in the business? Uh, oh, probably since about 2014, I started writing uh online for digital outlets um like the mary sue which it was still is a uh site a sort of geek news site online but Mm -hmm. from like a feminist perspective um so i started out by writing for different outlets and lots of canadian outlets like national newspapers and stuff uh because i'm canadian as we have (laughs) established (laughs) uh so i started writing online in 2014 and then at that time i also sold the van girl's guide to the galaxy and uh, was working on that, and that came out in 2015, and that was kind of my first, um, you know, that was my first published work, I guess, officially. So since, like, yeah, late 2014, early 2015, so about five years now, which is and look, wild. And look how far you've come already. That's amazing. Well, all oh, the credits you so on your belt. That's, that is fantastic. Now, I know, like I mentioned in the introduction, 
um, the ladies of the the family here, Anne and Tanya, they have their their book club, uh, which they've been doing online through Zoom. Uh, and the second item that they, I mean, it's it's a new project for them at the moment. The second project they did, or the second title they did, was uh, the Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, thank you so much. Oh my yeah. God, I I had gotten about sixty two percent of the way through it because I was reading it on my Kindle. And um, by the time we had book club and then I was perusing through the rest of it. And I just love the fact that it breaks everything down in some simpler terms that helps just people to understand it. Do it doesn't even necessarily have to be for the fan girl. I mean, yeah. yeah. Thank and, you so much. And um, cause we had one of our uh, longtime um, con goers, that follow us, he was on and he's like, oh yeah, I love the book and th this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, it reminded me a lot of um, those like how-to guides, like that how-to um, that you see for like C++ for dummies or whatever, <laughs> things like this. But it was a much more colorful, enjoyable, not necessarily um, techie type thing that you could just really get into it and understand it. Oh, thank you thing. so much. And so, that was, yeah, there's like a disclaimer early in the book too, that you don't have to be a girl to enjoy the book, of course. But <laughs> even though, you know, I, I wrote it basically for myself when I was 15. It was like the book that I wish I had had when I was 15. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because I was a big nerd growing up and I never felt like I could tell anyone about it because I thought nobody else was really like me or that mm -hmm. they'd be made fun of. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I had graduated college should have moved to like the big city and had a little more self-confidence that I was like, oh, I think I might be able to find people who are, you know, into the same stuff that I am. And of course, it's a different world now <laughs> yeah more social media and everything and access to that kind of stuff earlier but it felt like something that um it felt odd that there had never been a book about girl geeks like four girl geeks before kind of so yeah and, and the great my favorite thing about fangirls guide is that you know the first three quarters of the book are firmly about geek culture mm -hmm. but the last quarter of the book is a basic bare bones introduction to what feminism is because I think being a good um, critical minded fan part of that is knowing about you know intersectionality and inclusivity and diversity right. and all that stuff but I didn't really I mean today's teens are much more woke than we ever were <laughs> because of the internet but um, you know True. I didn't know what any of that stuff meant until I took a class on it in college <laughs> so I wanted to sort of put it out there in a way that was understandable and easy to digest and might get folks interested in, in looking into that a little bit more too, into all the parts of the book. So yeah, thank you. That's uh, really kind of you to say. One of the girls that um, did the book with us, um, her name's Chloe. She's one of my Girl Scouts because I have, I have 26 Girl Scout troops. So I wanted her to read this because every day this summer, she dressed as a different manga or anime character. That's so great. Even through Zooming and classroom and everything. And oh my gosh, that's has so had, great. Yeah. And her mom has just had a really hard time understanding this. So I said, read this. And she joined us for book club. Well, then her mom actually called me that night to tell me that how she was awesome read it. this was. Yeah. She's oh, that's read it so great. It helps her understand her daughter more. That's so awesome. We, we use a lot of your books in our Girl Scout troops. Like we have um, one of the older girl badges. It's just actually a journey where you have to do a bunch of badges to get to this journey. And it's called the Sisterhood. So we, read, we read Girl Squads and then oh. Wonder Women. 
so that we can understand the history of the women as we're working on becoming a sister to all who are with us. Oh, thank you so much. That's like so cool for me to hear. I loved working on those books. I loved being able to share those stories that I feel like should be better known, but have sort of disappeared from our textbooks or were never included in the textbooks in the first place. Um, That's really cool. Thanks. That's really nice. I love that. I'm so glad you like them. We believe in, we believe in learning everything we possibly can uh, and, and, giving credit where credit is due. I mean, it's, 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 that's our small, totally. our small uh, contribution to the geek verse, um, totally. you know, and, and you, you touched on something and I can relate to it, which is great because it, your book is the same way. It's, it's something that it's relatable for everybody. You know, when I was first in college, when I was 18, 19 years old, and I started playing Dungeons and Dragons for the first time, you know, we did it quietly in our room, you know, with the door closed so that nobody yes. would bother us because there's the judgmental thing. Now here I am, the day that this podcast is being released is my 50th birthday yes, and, and D and D is now mainstream and everybody's yeah. talking about it and it's on the bestseller list of family games. And it's like, you gotta be kidding me. A happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, um, and it's just so awesome to see that evolution and, and, you know, now here we are, we're in a, we're in a period of time where you, like you were saying that the, the current generation is a lot more aware woke mm-hmm. is the, is the term. I feel silly using words that I don't quite understand because, you know, I, I still have that moment where I'm looking back a couple generations going, damn, those kids are talking in a way that I don't, that's a slang. I don't get it yet, but I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> and then I'll say something and my kids will look at me and go, no, dad, don't do that. Don't, don't, dad, don't, don't say that. Um, but, you know, the, this generation is more aware and they are more um, sensitive to the, the ebb and flow of, of society and they're coming up against the barrier of the generations that are older than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, there's, there's a, there's a class war going on right now. And so to have these resources, to have this positivity there to help support them and educate them and teach them and, and give them, you know, just a little sense of comfort, really. Yeah. It, it's great to have that. Um, and, and I, so if I heard you correctly, you, wrote Geek Guides, uh, the Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy when you were 15? No, I wrote it when I was in my uh, mid to I was 25, okay. but I wrote it, you know, it's the book that I wish that I had had when I was Which you, okay. I, I, yeah. Or, or you started writing, you know, I have this one book that I've been writing since I was 20. And like I said, I'm going to be turning 50. You know, so it's <laughs> like, there's, there's this story in my head. And, and, and so I can kind of relate a little bit to uh, to that and and so you you put this book together and it published and it's out there now and people are doing book clubs about it and discussing it and that's fantastic and I'm so happy for you that's awesome. Um, what is to, to date? What is your favorite um, the the favorite project you've worked on so far? Oh, it's such a tough question. I know. I, that's, why I, that's why I ask it. <laughs> I think it's probably the um, Marvel action Captain Marvel uh, ongoing comic that I write for IDW. Um, okay. Captain Marvel has always been my favorite Marvel character, even back when she was Ms. Marvel with the, the black boots mm-hmm. <laughs> everything before her uh, costume and name update. Uh, I'm a huge Carol fan, love everything that she stands for. So when I had the opportunity to pitch on that, I was very, very nervous um, and then very excited when I got the gig. <laughs> um, and being able to continue to tell stories with Carol has been like a great honor of my career and uh, just awesome. such a blast. Um 
yeah, I, I still can't really believe that I get to do that. So <laughs> that's for, that's up there for me for sure. So it's a true definition of the old aphorism. If you, if you do what you love, then you never work a day in your life. I actually don't really like that. I'll okay. be honest with you because I think it devalues uh, creative work okay. in a way that makes it really easy for people to ask creators to work for free or to work for exposure or um, doesn't take into account the fact that doing like this work that I get to do is super fun. I feel mm-hmm. very fortunate, um, but it's really, it's also still really hard work um, and, you know, creative work is still hard work. I mean, right. obviously not like day labor, <laughs> but like oh, it, right, it right, is right. still challenging and difficult. And I went through a lot of years of training to be able to get to where I am and uh-huh. practice and everything. And so when people say, you know, oh, it must, it's not work. No, it, it definitely is work. And <laughs> I'm, I, I still get to the point, like I just took a vacation because I got to the point of burnout. Oh, you know, boy. people still burn out. People still need to be compensated fairly for the work that they do. It, it's, it's sort of a, it's definitely a problem in industries like video games you see this a lot where people use that reasoning to exploit workers where they say, well, you're lucky to be doing this. You should be grateful to be doing this. So we're going to pay you less mm-hmm. than you would make in technology or we're going to pay you less than you would make in another industry. And that's that's really not fair. No, so I, I, I understand and appreciate the sentiment, but I, I am not behind that. <laughs> and that's valid. And I appreciate you sharing those thoughts because those that's, as I was just mentioning a moment ago, we like to learn here and and you know sometimes a simple and that's something that's a a lesson we've been learning a lot of the past year where simple phrases uh are being looked at from different angles and we're trying to appreciate a new way of of thinking and a new way of so i i definitely hey i do not feel put in my place at all that was definitely that was cool (laughs) well it's true and it's because you know it's not obviously that you don't mean anything bad by that right. at all. And it's like, it's a true thing. What you say, like it is, it, I, I am really lucky to get to do what mm-hmm. I do. Lots of people want, would love to do this. And I fully recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it is interesting to look at idioms or like phrases or words that we use all the time. I mean, it's why I love writing and why I studied English and, and did a master's in English so much because thinking about this stuff is fascinating to me, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're talking to, there's a pair of English majors also with you on this panel today. Tanya and I are both there you uh, go. Have bachelors in, in English as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a building inspector for the city and she's a, a math teacher. So, you know, we didn't really kind of follow through on that, but <laughs> but at heart, the the dichotomy of words and, and, and the, how, how you can kind of come at it from different angles of the study of words is definitely a thing that's still totally. for both of us. Um, I, I do want to circle back around real quick. And, and I love the fact that you said Carol Danvers is one of your favorite Marvel characters because she's one of mine too. So we're, oh, we're yes. we relate there. I, I did not pay attention to her as much as I should have when she was in her original costume. Right. Mm-hmm. I really became a big fan of hers with recent work. No, that's um, great. And, and I just loved the attitude and I loved the sassiness and I loved the, when it came down to get into business, she was, that was it. It was, you know, punto y fin, here we go. It's, it's go time. Yes. And, and, but she also had that compassion that was, she knew she had this ultimate power, but she also knew how to be gentle and how to be 
caring and as well as being completely badass. And I just thought this, this character was so well-developed. She wasn't just some hot blonde. She was, there was, there was guts to her and you could appreciate and respect it. And that's why I totally. love her so And she's like, she's sassy and she's funny, but mm-hmm. she's tough and she's a big dork, which I yes. love. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. the, the Star Wars reference is a plenty yes. throughout, you know? I mean, her cat's exactly. name is Chewy, for God's sake. So, or excuse <laughs> exactly. me, her flirkin's name is Chewy. You know? That's better. It, yes, flirkin. It's a flirkin. It's a flirkin. There's a lot of flirkins that come through, uh, at least during comic chicks. Right. Yeah. Because I live in the house of cats. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, um, and one looks like Goose. So, there you go. them actually do. But yeah. So when, when you're writing your books, like you, you, you talk a lot about mental health being a thing. Like, so I got one of the emails kicked back to me that said you were taking a mental, mental health break and that touched me so much. So I have been working at home every single day since March. I haven't taken a single day off. And even when I took a day off, I still have to work because, um, I provide PPE to, um, telecommunication industry. So that's amazing. I have been just working nonstop and you, I got that email back from you saying that you were taking a mental health day and I'm not kidding you. I actually copied part of your email and sent it to my boss and said, I need some time. And I actually took two days off. That's amazing. And I'm taking two oh, more so days off next week you. just so that I can have some mental health time because I believe we're getting so burnt out as an, in, as a society. Yeah. And you write so much about just, and, and advocate so much about mental health. Can you talk to me about why The Unstoppable Wasp was so important to you? I'm reading it now, and I I can't put it down at night. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. First of all, I'm very happy for you. It's great to take rest time. You can serve other people better when you're serving yourself as well. So that's that's great. Um, I Well, I've always suffered from anxiety and depression, and as I get older and I start to realize what it means, I think I probably have some form of ADHD as well (laughs) Um, in a way. So I think I, there's a lot of like mental health stuff going on with me and almost everyone I know suffers from some type of mental health issue, whether it be at burnout or, you know, anxiety is very, very common, especially these days. A lot of my friends suffer from depression. And um, I think it's something that we don't see people talk. Well, we see it more and more, which is amazing. But when I was growing up, you certainly never saw people talk about this stuff except for in like a derisive way. And yeah, I work a lot. I'm a workaholic. I love to work. As we've established, I love my job. I feel very, very lucky to do what I do. But um, I work at the expense of almost everything else in my life. And uh, yeah, the last six months have just been a lot. I got a puppy in January, which was great. And then we bought a house. The global pandemic is going on and I'm scared my parents in another country are going to die. And it's just like, I released two books. Like a lot happened in the last six months. And I just, I got to the point where I was like, I just wasn't being effective at my job anymore. Like I was mm-hmm. missing, I was missing panels. I was not responding to emails. I my creativity was like just not as we established. Like really hard to be creative during the pandemic. Like it just wasn't there. And I was like, I think I need some time. But it was, you know, I please don't feel bad for finding it difficult to take time off. Like even I was like, oh, I'll take a week. And it was my husband who was like, tell your agent you're taking two weeks off. And I mm-hmm. told my agent, she was like, you absolutely should do that. <laughs> like send everyone to me and I'll body block them. And like, you know, it was good to have a support system that was like, you should do that. But it is really important, I think, to talk about the effect that 
you know, we are, we are made to work all the time. One minimum wage job is not enough to survive in this country right. um, anymore. We're all taking on way more responsibility than we should, especially teens who are expected to go to school all day and have extracurriculars in the morning and in the evening, and then also do charity work and then also keep their grades up and do homework. And like, Absolutely. we expect so much from everyone all the time now. And so um, in The Unstoppable Wasp, uh, that character who I inherited from Jeremy Whitley's comics, which are really lovely. And if you haven't had the chance to read them, I, I highly recommend it. But she, Nadia Van Dyne, the main character, has bipolar disorder, um, just like her father, Hank Pym. Okay. Um, who you might know from the Ant-Man movies. Yeah, vaguely uh, aware of that name. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> he's the dad in those movies. And okay. so he, he, has, he also had bipolar disorder. Um but it was undiagnosed and untreated. And so he went through a lot of difficulty in his life. And so did his immediate family members. You know, Hank Pym very famously um, beat his wife, Janet Van Dyne, mm -hmm. in, in the comics and, and everything. So, you know, an untreated mental illness can be very challenging for those who have it and for pe people who love them. That was an um, incredibly so daring storyline. Uh, oh, completely. Um, so when Nadia started to, um, you know, Nadia is also a workaholic. She works mm -hmm. all the time at the expense of everything. And it became clear that she was having manic and then depressive episodes. And um, that was affecting her and her support system negatively, where she was like lashing out at the people she loved mm -hmm. when she was in manic episodes and even hurting people. Um, that she loved, even though she didn't mean to. So all of that went down in the comics. So I inherited this, and it was important to me to continue that story. I didn't want to ignore awesome. Nadia's bipolar disorder when writing yeah. a novel from her perspective, obviously. So we have we talk about it. I mean, the book is not about her having bipolar disorder, which I like. Bipolar disorder is just one of the many things that make up Nadia. She's also a perfectionist and an optimist and a superhero and she can't drive and has bipolar. <laughs> you know, it's just one of the many things, just like I am many things as well as anxious. And, are, and are, you seeing, are you seeing a little bit of yourself in Nadia? Is, is that what you're, what you're saying at the moment or... Yeah, I mean, definitely. Mm -hmm. I, it was important, I think, to show Nadia taking medication and going to therapy. You know, I think we should all have access to therapy. I think we'd all be better people. I think superheroes especially should go to therapy because they see some stuff. Yeah, they <laughs> um, do. So, yeah. you know, I really want to normalize that. And the story for Nadia in particular did come, for, for, Unstop, for the novel, come from a very personal place of... Um, you know, Nadia wants to do everything and be perfect at everything and be everything to everyone at all times. She wants to be a great lab leader and she wants to be a great friend and she wants to be a great stepdaughter and she wants to be a great driver and she wants mm -hmm. to be a great superhero and she wants to be all of these things. But, you know, it's impossible to be perfect and do everything all the time as much as we might want to. And so, yeah, the book very much does stem from a point of like Nadia reaches burnout and then she pushes beyond that. Mm -hmm. and you know, there are consequences to that. So yeah, it's very much in line with kind of what we're talking about mm -hmm. in regards to burnout and everything. And it, and it's great that you embrace that because I have seen several titles. I mean, I'm not the, the diehard comic book collector, but I've been, been involved enough over the years to appreciate how a certain writer will bring a certain personality trait into a character and, and address tough issues or, you know, uh, bring up a, a really kind of a cool possible plot line and then that writer steps down and another writer takes over and there's almost a completely reboot of the character mm -hmm. and and the, the character goes in a different direction and and 
things get dropped or things get glossed over or changed. And so to, to hear that you, you, you're acknowledging not only what your, your predecessor did, but now you're taking it and embracing it and moving it forward. I think that's fantastic. That's just, oh, that, thanks. you know, that's just a wonderful thing to have for that character. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of like one of the biggest strengths and the biggest weaknesses of comics, I think, is the creator turnover, where you get the opportunity to do all these new things and tell Mm -hmm. stories from new perspectives, which is really important. But also, like, you do lose that consistency sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we are with Sam Maggs right now. Uh, Writer? Illustrator? No, gosh. Okay. You don't want to see me draw anything. <laughs> oh, my stick figures are, are notorious. Uh, creator. And uh, and this has been an absolutely amazing conversation so far. I do want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I, ha- I know we have some more questions for you, Sam. You willing to stick with us for a little longer? You got it. Outstanding. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes. Uh, we are having a great time chatting with Sam Mags. And uh, and again, thank you again for your time today. It's, we're having a blast with this conversation. It's so much fun. So no worries. Um, now, do we uh, remind me, are you coming to FC3? Uh, no, well, not I'm yet. I'm going to, but probably not until post-pandemic. So one right. day I will yeah. be there. <laughs> we're, we're hoping the next FC3 is definitely post-pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, even further yeah. post-pandemic. Right. Yes. You know. So one day, yes. So Definitely. We, we'd love I, to have, I have you in town. I have a family connection to Rochester. Of course, most of you you know, but um, mm-hmm. you know, my my dad's from Rochester. My grandparents, while they were alive, lived in Rochester. I spent a lot of time uh, growing up in Rochester. I think about Wegmans at least once a week, <laughs> very fondly. So, <laughs> oh. um, yeah. So, I, any any excuse to come back to Rochester, I, I'll take it. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to meeting you face to face. That'll definitely be a fun day. Thank you. Um, and and you have puppy. I heard the word puppy, and that's a very yes. important thing to me. <laughs> yeah, we have a nine-month-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Evie. Oh my god, Pokemon, and she is just uh, a terror and adorable mm-hmm. and a nightmare and wonderful all the time. <laughs> yes, my uh, uh, like a, the aforementioned Australian Shepherd is nineteen months old now, and and yes, uh, high Australian energy. Australian Shepherds are all energy all the time. I don't know mm-hmm. how you do it. <laughs> My son took her for a 10-mile walk one day. Oh, my gosh. They just went out for the afternoon, and he came back a couple of hours later, and he looked at his step counter, and we did the figuring 10 miles he covered. And and she took about a five-minute nap. And then she bounced right back up and was like ready to go. And I'm like, oh, well, we're in trouble here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Ready to go again. And that's <laughs> when we were talking. Well, you were um, uh, checking with what Juno was doing. We were talking about Athena. Okay. Athena is um, our friend Sean's pit bull. Right. And Athena and Juno have gone out to the farm together in order to play and things like that in um with Juno and Athena playing, Athena goes home and she's broken for the next three or days. Yes. But as Chris says, Juno takes a five minute nap and then she's up and ready to go again. <laughs> yeah. Athena but, will run Juno into the ground, but then Juno bounces right back where Athena is mm. out cold for the day. It's, it's, it's a, it's a funny, it's, it's interesting to see how the different breeds 
you know, interact and, and how they expend energy and whatnot. But anyway, let's get back to some more creative stuff. Um, creative things are fun. And so my, my first question to start this off with, is there a dream project that you have not gotten a chance to take it up yet, but you would love to be a part of? Ooh, yeah, I think I would. I would love to write a comic book for Marvel. Mm -hmm. Would be would be super cool. Because um, I've written for like their video games and I have their books at IDW and lots of their licensed properties. But one day, I'm hoping to write for like the main line. So mm -hmm. we'll keep working. <laughs> now we've talked about Carol. We've talked about Captain Marvel. Is there another mm -hmm. particular character you would like to write for, or you just you would if they gave you a Carol book and said, "Here, Sam, go go do what you can with with Carol Danvers uh, in all your glory." But is there another character in particular you'd be? Interested oh, I mean, in? Carol would be amazing. But there are so many characters at Marvel um, mm -hmm. that are so great and would be so fun to work with. I love Kitty Pride. Mm -hmm. Big Kitty Pride fan. I I would really love to write um, Aurora, who is part of Alpha Flight. Yeah. Canadian superhero obviously would love to do more of that and she's super cool and also deals with mental health issues so like still very much my wheelhouse and stuff that oh I yeah no me. no that's a, that's a great point yeah yeah which would be cool um and I, I love uh Gwen Stacy I'm a big spider Gwen fan I, mm. I was a dancer growing up so I feel like that could be very cool mm -hmm. um I love Squirrel Girl but I I don't think she, like other people are also like Ryan North is amazing at writing Squirrel Girl, so I feel like that would be big shoes to fill. And I don't have his computer science degree, so it might be difficult. For me. That um, that character yeah. is so amazing because so I good. remember originally she was basically just a kind of a throwaway funny character to mm -hmm. be like in the background, like not even a B list character. Mm -hmm. And she has so sprouted into this this center of attention and people are paying attention to squirrel girl. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. I love the way the comic universe works sometimes. Me too. I think, uh, <clears throat> I think Ryan North is a genius. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll read anything he does. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that assessment. So it's absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So gosh, there's just so many characters. I mean, um, yeah, I feel like I could dazzler. Mm -hmm. I would really want to do an update on Dazzler. I think that'd be really fun, um, especially now that like roller skating has become very cool and popular again with the kids. Teens, <laughs> yeah, teens love roller skating now, like old school roller skating with like the four wheels. Uh, not well, the eighties themselves. They, it's that circling around the eighties vibe yes. is coming back, which is scary totally. for Dan and I because in and Tanya because we were in high school in the eighties and and that was you know, I don't know if we want to glorify that, but you know, yeah, but I don't know if you Sam want to glorify wasn't even thought of yet in the eighties. What's that? <laughs> Sam wasn't even thought of yet in the eighties. I'm an eighties I'm an baby. I'm an eighties. Oh, I was around well, for a couple years. There. 89, 88, 88. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. The year That's Dan and I graduated from high school. High school. Sure. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> so you're an 80 baby. You were a nineties child. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely a 90s kid. <laughs> and nothing wrong with that, too. I mean, come on, growing up in the, the era of grunge and, and, and uh, Pearl Jam, that's a great thing. That's awesome. It was pretty, it was pretty great. I miss the, like, 80s uh, go out and do anything anytime with friends. Like, that was sort of over by the mm. 90s, but mm -hmm. it was before. Like, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was um, graduating high school. Like, I, I was in my last year of high school, I think, when mm -hmm. I got my first, like, Nokia brick <laughs> so it was still but i did still have like dial up and internet 1.0 so i did still have things like forums and neopets and and stuff like that so i feel tamagotchis? like I, a good balance. I had tamagotchis oh yeah actually my mom just sent me like a bag 
<laughs> of my old Tamagotchis that she unearthed while like doing some house cleaning, <laughs> uh, which is fun. I, just, I don't know where I put those, but they're sitting around somewhere. Which my, is, my favorite recent quote is, is Fitbits are basically modern Tamagotchis, but the idiot you're trying to keep alive is yourself. Oh yes. my gosh. That's so true. No wonder I like mine so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, if I hope you get your wish to draw directly for Marvel someday, because I would love seeing you in the X Men. I would oh, love to dang. see you drawing X Men because you're because of your awareness, you know, of, of mental health issues, of feminism, of, of inclusivity. I mean that that's just like a jigsaw puzzle waiting to drop right in the middle of that kind of a puzzle. I, oh, thank so you. Awesome. I have big hopes well, for for something like that. So well, just maybe just the character of Rogue herself. Rogue is great. Huge Rogue fan, too. Totally. Yeah, that, that's my favorite, uh, at least X-Men, when we were talking about it. And just her with her whole, um, just, uh, so it's... So her powers are great. Her story is so interesting. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Somebody want to write Marvel? I'll buy them all if she writes them. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You well, don't we had, need much encouragement, Anne. We we had okay. Ken Lashley at the first FC three. If we ever get Ken back in, we're going to put a, put in word for Sam. See if we can get get her some work there. <laughs> oh, I can tell Marvel I'm going to boycott buying until Sam writes. Would that help? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> there are too many. No, that's an people. awful big pull list. <laughs> I, I was going to say you're, you'll be missing out on too much great stuff if you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do that. Then I'd have to go back and collect it later, and that just gets too expensive. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we have been chatting with Sam Mags, and uh, and Sam, we're, we're, we're being wary of your personal schedule right now, so I know we're running out of time. So I wanted to say thank you for your time today. Uh, I appreciate your your time and your work. I have really oh, been enjoying this. You. And this so uh, fun. It was so great chatting with you guys. Likewise, likewise. I hope to get a chance to do it again soon. I want to. I want to actually, if I can. Uh, we'll we'll round about and, and catch up with you towards the end of the year after everything that you were talking about gets released this fall so we can see how things are going. I would love going. that. I would love that. And I'm really excited to one day be there in person at Flower City. Um, I think that'll be so much fun. And then we can do this all again, but like for realsies. Like Absolutely. IRL, Tanya. IRL. Absolutely. I know Absolutely. in real life. Now I, yeah, I know. I, and I then we'll go to, we have to go to Don and Bob's. That's my only, um, okay. that's my, my one request, my, my uh, celebrity quote unquote request. Of, you have to take me to Don and Bob's for a burger. <laughs> of all of the celebrity requests that we've been given over the years, that's I, that one, one, that's an okay, easy great. one. And, uh, and we'll be happy to do so. So definitely. And, and we'll let her loosen Wegmans. Oh but, yeah, um, that is yeah. A, that's a necessity. It's nothing like the Walking Dead. It'll be nothing. No, like it's nothing like the two walkers. It's so funny. I took my husband. We were visiting for a, a family reunion a couple of years ago, and I took my mm-hmm. husband. He he was his first time in Rochester, and he met the whole family. And we'd been talking up Wegmans for like months, of course. Like right, it's amazing, like all this stuff. And he was like, "It's a grocery store," and I was like, "We're getting divorced." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It's just you a grocery understand. store. I was going to ask because there's there's several friends of mine that I've made through the internet over the years, and they. They would come to visit. They come to Rochester to visit, and they've heard about this Wegmans thing, and they're just like, "Come on, let's just let's go see a Wegmans so we can see. So I'll take them to Pittsford, you know, the flagship. Yes, and and then the and, one. and we walk in, and it's usually within about thirty seconds. I'm getting in an apology. 
you know, for their for their incredulity. You know, like, <laughs> They're like, like, oh, like when, I didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> right. And like, you know, the, the first the first time we had our, our friends Michael Kosky and Greg French from The Walking Dead in. And and we brought them to Wegmans so they could take tickle and we lost them. They just started wandering around aimlessly because they were just taking it all in. It's like, oh my God, this is a real thing. Yeah, That's yeah, it is. So great. It's, and it's funny you talk to other people from upstate New York and they like get it. You're like, Wegmans. Yes. They're like, oh man, Wag, think about it all the time. And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have we have Trader Joe's out here in california but it's not the same it's it's no good compared to that <laughs> well you know trader joe's in its own way is not bad but definitely it's it's definitely not wegman definitely different yeah totally so, joe <laughs> versus so danny it's fun, it's guys. it's no no contest such a blast thank all you right. so much sam i really appreciate you uh, yeah, thank you for us. your kindness and for your support of all my work i can't tell you how much it means to me and uh yeah this was great i can't wait to talk again soon absolutely i've, I've already started started the unstoppable wasp i bought it oh. on our break Oh, it is so freaking good. I'm telling you, I started it. I bought a copy because I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm giving copies of books away. It seems to like everybody these days. <laughs> and I bought a copy because I wanted to read it and I can't put it down. And I feel bad because I've been cooking and baking and doing everything. And I actually burnt pasta because I was like, no. reading the book. <laughs> that's yes. like the highest compliment you can give me. So thank you. All right. You are very welcome. We are so glad that you were able to join us. We finally caught up and thank you so much for making mental health so important to so many people and writing for the ladies, the girls who really need this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many here that do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anytime. (laughs) Thank you guys. Well, have a great rest of your podcast. (laughs) Thank you. You take care. Have a great day and thank you again for your time. You got it. back ladies and gents boys and girls dudes and dudettes that was fun it was was fun that was a great conversation what a what a character she she's awesome no and it's funny because when we were doing book club the other day i'm like oh i'm like she's got to add the um to her fangirls guide to the galaxy and update it with pandemic edition oh i know (laughs) like how how fangirls guide to surviving a pandemic the pandemic edition, how, how to do, how to, which uh, binge worthy Netflix shows mm-hmm. go to which fandoms and that type of stuff. If you mm-hmm. like this, then, then go this way. But no, I've already, I have truly have already started Unstoppable Wasp. I'm eight pages in. Okay. I can't wait for Conquest because, you know, it's a, it's a book about a con. So I don't know. I, re- I, re- I love Unstoppable Wasp. Um, Girl Squads. I have to say that's probably like one of the, my favorites by some of my Girl Scouts because they read it and they see about all these groups of best friends who just by being themselves change the world. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a really, fantastic. really good book. Oh, I love feeling having some positivity in my day, especially in, in recent days. It's just been, it's been slogging not, tough. It, it, it's been not positive, so this is good that it is positive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right nice to have some positive people in the world that are still out there and still being positive and still putting good things out there. And it's just, it's, it's fine. And, nice. And have you noticed that most of them are Canadian? Oh, I don't think that's, that's, I don't think that's a, a coincidence. I, I think it's just the Canadians have the right way of looking at the world right Maybe now. Maybe we're just being nicer because we're getting closer to Canada. 
know. Well, there's definitely also, a difference in Canada there. So, yeah, they're doing something right there. And it's also um, good that they acknowledge when you do get to that burnout stage that you mm-hmm. do take time for yourself to rejuvenate, recharge, things like that, because it, it works. Mm-hmm. It, it, and like, I've been saying that for years to take a mental health day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did it for my older son, Tyler, when he was frustrated with school. I'm like, you decide one day a month, a mental, mental health day, no questions asked type thing because of his anxiety with school and his frustration, things like that. I'm like, I'm a special ed teacher. We, I work with three mental health professionals in my building. We mm-hmm. tell the kids it is okay to take a mental health day. If you're struggling or whatever, just let us know that I'm not feeling it today. This is where I'm at and that you communicate it because of all the mental health disorders that are out there. Right. And, and it's great that Sam was putting it out there and it just validates it even more in my, my opinion, in my book. Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many articles about, you know, how much stress Americans put on themselves to work for working more. We don't take, we don't take vacations as we should. We don't take, we work more hours than we should. And you know, mm-hmm. we, we need to cut back and, you know, for our mental health and just to, live life more i mean well dan wasn't last week this past week your first vacation in like forever pretty much yeah so i mean i'm i'm definitely uh you know same problem there i mean i you know since since this all started in march that was my first real week off mm-hmm. i took a, took a couple of days off a week before that but i mean i worked like five months straight pretty much so Can we convinced my husband to take an actual mental health day he's worked every day since 2013 I'm oh, sorry, 2003. He hasn't had a single day off. How do we force him to do that? Because he really can use one. So he did work the day of your wedding, right? He worked a full 14-hour day before we got married. I mean, it's, it's a lot harder with his because he got the you know, animals to take care of. They have to be taken care of. But yeah, they still have to somehow, somehow arrange a day off here and there. There's got to be a way to do that. I know. I know. I'm trying to figure this out lately too, because I see every day he looks more and more burnt out and tired. And you can't say it's because he got married. (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway, let's jump into the question of the week. Okay. All right. Hey, Anne, you get to pick this. You get to pick this one today. Okay, 16. Ooh, a load number. Okay, 16. I really hope it if, doesn't spark a political debate. I don't think so. If if you were a candy bar, which candy bar would you be? Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we have all kinds of questions in here, I tell you. Oh, my word. Am. Who made this list? I, I pulled it from various sources. So I, there's many different sources. So there's many different types of questions on this. Wow. So if you were a candy bar, which candy bar would you be? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, I, I think I know. Go ahead. I think I, think I would be a kinder. 
Ah! One of those Kinder Joy things? It's no, not, not the Kinder Joy. They actually make a Kinder Bar. It's yes. Sweet, it's light. It's airy. It's crispy. And they're from Canada. So they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> and there were two in a package. So you can, you know, you can share one if you want. Or you can save one for later. <laughs> How about you, oh, Tanya? You got any ideas? Oh my God! Um, well, my first, uh, my first um, thing was when a hundred grand bar. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of high maintenance at times. Never um, noticed. <laughs> I don't know. It, it includes chocolate caramel and crisped rice. So I, it, it's the 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 um like the gooey softness but yet just enough of a, of a crisp sass type thing mm-hmm. with with the nice delicious chocolate so, i see I, th- mm. I, I think yeah so 100 grand bar it was either that or milky way because i'm out of this world <laughs> <laughs> daniel son i was gonna say snickers just because of Got nuts in it, and then we are kind of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got packed with peanuts. I'm kind of satisfying, I guess. But <laughs> I am so wow. not touching that one. I'm not touching oh, that one. Damn. Not... <laughs> hey. I I was actually gonna I was gonna pick almond joy <laughs> because no, almond joy's really got good. nuts, and I am nuts. But also almond joy has coconut, and not everybody <laughs> likes coconut. Not everybody likes me. So. There you go. I'm not a big coconut fan myself, right? No, so not either. You know, I, 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 I'm, I, you either love me or you don't love me, and I'm pretty sure there's a wide range of people out there who can fit both of those categories. Uh, well, I'll let you know, Almond Joy, the only people in this house that eat Almond Joy are Nene and my parents, and I think Brandy, because I can't stand almonds nor coconut but well yeah like i said it's not my favorite my my, my all-time personal favorite is are, are like is, is snickers oh, right peanut butter cups right? reese's peanut butter cups right mm, those those are things you know <laughs> who who puts reese's reese's peanut butter cups inside s'mores this is the uh, thing we've discovered at our house this summer instead of using a hershey bar Use a I, I've heard that. I, I, I've, I've, I've done it. And it's let me tell you, it's amazing. I'm not a diabetic. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> it, it really is. I saw a recipe the other day where somebody took a marshmallow, dipped it in melted butter and cinnamon sugar, and then wrapped oh. it and then wrapped it in a croissant roll from Pillsbury and then oh, baked hocus it. Pocus. Hocus pocus. Yes, and I'm like, I want to try that now. Wow. <laughs> I want to try that right mm. now. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook that. Uh, it, because the marshmallow disappears inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gives you a little hmm. sweet goodness. Holy Christmas oh, no. is all I got to say about mm-hmm. that idea. Wow. Maybe, well, Anne, it was fun having you on board with us this week. That was fun. Well, thank you for You're inviting. always welcome, you know. You, you, you got to join us again sometime. Can I bring more author friends? That'd be great. I can make yes. a whole series out of that. That's awesome. I got a lot of friends, authors that are authors. So. They all have to be as cool as Sam, though. Oh, I don't know if I can get as cool as Sam. And, and you know, she's actually a really cool person. And I wish I could claim her as my family. But uh, she's now, I'm now divorced. So. Well, you, you, you can <laughs> you say you got claim, her in the you, divorce. You get to claim her. <laughs> yes, I, I do. Because, you, because I can't look at your ex-husband and think that he's actually related to Sam. Right? It doesn't, they're actually first cousins. It doesn't fit in my book. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> she's so unbelievably cool i'm so glad we got to, yeah. to interview her i hope we do get to her at fc3 one day and but until then 
we can always, you know, invite her back when more books come out, when Conquest yep. comes out, and the next Fangirl's Guide to the Universe. I mean, it'll be so much fun to read and those. Absolutely. We have to do them Twitter. in clubs. Yes. She's yep. so funny on Twitter. I, I saw a picture of her puppy. Yeah. A King Charles Spaniel is definitely that. Mm -hmm. That is a, a wild pup for the first couple of years. He'll, he'll settle down eventually. But... Um, yeah, the first couple of years with any of the Spaniels is always trying at best. Mm -hmm. All right, my friends, that's a wraparoo for the week. That's a good one. Uh, so, hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hit it. Because this has been FC3's Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you April 24th and 25th of 2021 at the Total Sports Experience in Gates. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us wherever we go. And we will lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week. Have a safe week. And we will talk to you again next week. Done. 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 <laughs>